Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. <laughs> hey, how are you in this awesome holiday season? Oh, very good, very good. Hey, you yeah. know, I, I need you to do me a favor. What's that? I need you to say your name. My name? Mm-hmm. My, my real name or my, uh, my stage name? <laughs> yeah. uh, Mick Jolly, J-O-L-L-Y. Okay, no, no, I need, actually, because what, what we've done is, and I never realized this, you never say your name on ear. We have this great holiday promo with all the, all the show hosts saying, you know, hey, this is Brandy, hey, this is Katie Kempner, hey, this is, and like... Hey, this is Mick Jolly. Hey, perfect, <laughs> thank you. Now we've got it, we're like, how can we have a perfect holiday, you know, a little holiday card, audio holiday card, without having our very own Mick Jolly in it? Well, thank you. Yeah, there you go. And forget about David. He's a ghost. I can, I can do it. Uh, this is David McInnes. There we go. You're right. Oh, let me do it. <laughs> this is David McInnes. <laughs> Happy hey. holidays. Pierre Webb loves you. He, he does have, he does have a uh, low voice, doesn't he? Yeah, kind of. You know, not not loud and boisterous, but, but low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, so how are you in this crazy, wacko holiday season? Oh, it's, it has been... Really, really busy, and of course, uh, as you well know, being on the road in Chicago two weeks ago, then uh, I was off to Syndicate Conference last week. So this week, I'm I'm actually getting to settle in and be in my own backyard a little bit. So that's been that's been really nice, you know, just to to be around. Fortunately, before I left on the uh, on the on the two week travel marathon, though, I had most all my Christmas shopping stuff done and out of the way, including going out with the children to shop for their mothers. So. God, that, that, is, that was great. No, that's not great. That's disgusting and horrible. You're making everyone who's listening feel miserable. Well, I'm not saying I'm, I'm completely done. There's a couple of little things I want to still take care of just to, just to tidy some things up. But at the same time, it's... It's, uh, it's a good feeling not yeah, to have that kind of pressure on you. Oh, so so let us know. A, 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 a Christmas Eve kind of shopper. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at that one, too. Hey, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. None of us will repeat this. What did you get your wife this year? Ooh. You really want to know? Oh, yeah, I really want to know. Okay, well, while I was in India, I went to a city called Hyderabad. I was able to pick up some pearls at the place where they actually do a lot of the stringing. It's like the pearl capital of the world. I didn't know that till uh, going there. But uh, that was what, what I did. I picked up a, a bunch of pearls. I gave her some after getting back and you know, stretched them out. She had a birthday in November, so, you know. Anyway, picked up some black pearls. I picked up some baby pearls. I picked up some white pearls on strings. And what kind of mil- what, what millimeter? <laughs> you know what? I I don't know. I don't know. They're kind of normal looking. <laughs> oh my god, Mick! I'm going to kick you. <laughs> yeah, but but they had some really big fat ones that were you know big old honking pearls. Looked like you've been hanging. No, that's like grandma pearls. That's grandma oh, pearls. They were they were massive. They were they were very nice. But, but black pearls are the epitome of elegance. So I think you've done a great job, and she'll just it'll light up her face on Christmas morning. Good for you. Well, thank you. And of course, yeah. the other thing I got was a cheesy TV player that that uh, bolts up underneath the countertop. So how's that? So you can have that in the uh, 
in in the in the kitchen area instead of dragging the one of the little uh, boom boxes from one of the other rooms into there. So, hey, there you go. I love it. The practical, the practical <laughs> gift and the romantic gift. There you go. Hey, that's, every that's every my, man my out gift. there should listen to this. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Hey, so how was Syndicate? To give us a, like an overview of Syndicate. You know what? Syndicate conference was was wonderful. The first Syndicate conference was in May of uh, this year in New York, and that was a good event. We went to that premiere event and participated just as just as attendees, and uh, we were we were impressed with the experience there because it's all about online syndication you know, and how traditional media is, is making a change to, of course, the wonderful online uh, formula that we, we love and participate in, both uh, webmasterradio.fm and, of course, the PR web with, you know, with different angles. You know, it's, it's another way of, of getting the word out. Cool. Was the, what was the neatest, like, most fandangled thing you'd seen there? You know, it probably, uh, you know, it, to be, be quite frank, there really wasn't it wasn't Stop being thought, frank. Mick is just good enough. We've had these conversations. <laughs> there we go. Well, as Mick, um, I would say that there really wasn't a lot that was uh, what I would consider cutting edge. Okay. In the sense that, you know, what you guys are doing is, is cutting edge. What what we've been doing, we've been working with RSS, you know, since the... You're pioneers in RSS. Yeah, really. really yeah. Uh, yeah, and now it's finally starting to gain some, some visibility here in the last, you know, year. But, you know, we were doing it at the end of 2000, beginning of 2001, using that as a news distribution tool. The thing that was really remarkable at both the New York event and even more so at this event most recently, which was hosted in, in San Francisco, uh, is the fact that you have more mainstream media players that are showing up there. You know, it's, it's your Knight Ritter, it's your New York Times. It's, and you, still, you still have some of your old um, standbys out there. And I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to call him old in the sense of his, his mindset, but, you know, you've got guys like Doc Searles that have been around forever. You know, and and he's there participating in, in in the event as it ever as you know as it continues to evolve and, and and ever continues to change. But the thing is that you have your mainstream media starting to show up to the table. Hey, we need to know about this. We need to learn about this. And of course, those of us that are fortunate enough to be already participating in this in this wonderful technology arena that that is the internet, we're mm-hmm. we're ahead of the curve on 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 a lot of these. Uh, I don't want to call them dinosaurs because you know they're 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 doing what they do, but and, and they have some good content and they, and they have some good writers, but they just haven't figured out how to get it out and as, as effectively as people are starting to change. And of course, you know, we all know that uh, there's that one cat, SE Guru, Darren Babin, who uh, is, is a uh, bit of a podcasting guru, and um, you know, he he's got you know technology by the by the by the tail, so to speak, and, and other people are trying to figure out where the tail is. So, you know, that, 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 that's the part that's interesting to me is, is just seeing how mainstream media is, is realizing they need to adapt. And, and you have other companies like CBS, which is well-known in the TV arena, that are really starting to branch over and, and, and do things on, online now that, you know, five years ago would have been a dream. You know, they, for example, the NCAA uh, basketball. In the past, if you wanted to be able to catch that online and you want to be able to watch from your desktop at work in the corner of your screen, corner of your monitor, you had to pay a subscription. This year, they announced that it's going to be free, free to all viewers. And that's that's because they are picking up the advertising uh, revenue. Get my tongue twangled there. And uh, that's a phenomenal change because we're talking about mainstream media that is that is going online, that is now going to be available in a, in a digital format that we can receive to our, our desktop or download it to the... Uh, iPod, if you happen to get the uh, video iPod, which I don't have yet, uh, that's you know that's where things are going. So you'll be able to watch your 
watch your basketball game when you want, where you want, how you want. And that's that's what's fascinating, seeing that in these kinds of changes where mainstream media is starting to adapt. And, and of course, CBS, they have all kinds of content. I mean, it's not just a matter of... Uh, right, they could know, repurpose a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for them, that's going to be a, be a big play. But they realize that they're making more money off the advertising that they can target a little more effectively than they could just in the normal broadcast forums. True. And, uh, you know, that's, even though it's not a perfect measurement, and, uh, you know, Darren spoke to that, Darren, Darren Babin at the Search and Strategies conference, conference in Chicago, that, you know, it's not, the, not necessarily a perfect measurement, but you have a better idea, a better handle on it than you, than you do when you're just sending stuff out on the normal radio waves. You have no idea if three people are listening or, or, or 30,000 in a, in, a, in a community. You don't know. Right, and, because all, you're, all they're doing is tracking it on an Arbitron survey. Which and is, you know, pretty random unto itself. Very, very true. But, you know, at least we have some idea of how many uh, times somebody has either uh, downloaded the streaming or downloaded. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've downloaded things I haven't listened to. So we can't say it's perfect. But we know that it's, it's with some uh, surety that it's getting out there. But the intent is there. That's, That's the right. important thing is the intent is there. So if at least at first, unless, you know, you have to, uh, I would assume there's a margin for error when people think that they're downloading one thing and then it turns out to be something else, you know, because a Mustang could be a horse or it could be a car and you could think you were downloading something about the new Mustang car. Or it could be the the song Mustang Sally. Or it could be the song Mustang Sally. <laughs> you never know. So, you know, there's always a little deviation in things, but I think that, you know, being able to measure it based on intent is a pretty strong, um, you know, measuring tool. There you go. And you know, versus traditional media, which is so much more broad scoped and it's very targeted. Or, or a bulletin bulletin board that's up someplace, uh, you know, that uh, may have an advertisement for a car dealership or whatever. They say, well, you know, 100,000 people drove by that this afternoon. Well, that's great. 100,000 people drove by it, but we don't know if anybody actually looked at it or took, took notice. At least, you, you know, somebody at least took notice enough, like you say, to, to download it. There's at least well, enough recognition to, to grab it. And, you know, so that's, that's a, that's a, big plus in terms of the measurement factor. Well, and that's it. Like, you know, the billboard theory is just cast a big net. But it's how many times does someone have to drive by before they actually see it? When they see it, is it something that's actually applicable and, and, and time-sensitive to them that they're going to go and take um, the next step? But hey, let's do this. We actually have a very interesting guest today. Um, his name is Barry Epstein, and he actually runs Barry R. Epstein Associates. And this is guy, he's kind of, he's, he's an interesting kind of cool cat. Um, he has his own radio show himself locally. He's actually, a, he's local South Floridian. Um, he is the, you know, uh, president of the Boca Roundtable, West Boca Leaders, Gold Coast Public Relations Council. He's the uh, founding president of the Parkland Chamber of Commerce. No, I'm sorry. I misquoted that. He is the president of the Gold Coast Public Relations Council and founding president. And he's also uh, on the Parkland Chamber of Commerce. He's there. For, oh, he is their founding president, executive director of Together Against Gangs, which is awesome. Um, and he, he, he presents himself as being a networking guru. He's the guy that makes marriages um, that last. And he also uh, has a column. It's called Politics and Gossip every Thursday in the Boca Raton News. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we will be live with Excellent. the very effervescent Barry Epstein. 
PR Web is the pioneer in online press release visibility. Think beyond search. Online visibility is what really matters. PR Web's exclusive online visibility engine delivers your message to your customers and major media outlets. Get the credibility and attention you deserve. Think online visibility from PR Web. PR Web, the only major newswire service that drives quality, measurable traffic to your site. Like the idea of gambling and winning with someone else's money? How about cashing in with the house? Sign up today with PartyPoker.com, the world's largest poker room and poker affiliate program. Cash in on one of the most lucrative and fastest growing industries for webmasters. There's $10 million paid out to webmasters every month. The world is your oyster and every hand is a winner. Wouldn't you like a slice of that pie? PartyPoker.com. Betting on the house makes you a winner every time. Contact Alex L. at PartyGaming.com for a great deal. PartyPoker.com. 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's BOTW.org, the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I, I, I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no-risk 60-day free online advertising trial today. Best of the web. BOTW.org. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I uh, am joined with my awesome co-host, Mick Jolly, and our featured guest today, which is Barry Epstein. Good morning. Good afternoon, I should say, in this uh, nice South Florida weather. Good morning, Barry. Thanks very much for uh, having me on the show. You know, you had uh, an interesting discussion about uh, using the Internet, particularly from uh, print media these days. And just yesterday at our Gold Coast Public Relations Council, we had a panel discussion with the uh, three news directors from the three local West Palm Beach television stations, along with the editor of the Delray Beach uh, office of the Palm Beach Post and the editor of the Palm Beach County uh, section of the Sun Sentinel uh, discussing this and among other things we discussed why did the national media uh, not pay as much attention to Wilma as they did to Katrina Hello, amen. I really and then they decided uh, and then they got into a discussion about uh, using the internet to disseminate uh, information and communications and they were picking up exactly what you guys were talking about before you went to commercial so it was kind of interesting. You know I'm kind of interested so what did they have to say? Why did national media not focus well, when you start to think about it, the devastation in New Orleans from Katrina was much more than it was here in South Florida. We'd like to think that we had it just as bad, but in actuality, we didn't. And even though the local media in South Florida uh, handled it beautifully and did a marvelous job of covering the situation, uh, when they were sending information up to uh, uh, New York, et cetera, to go out on the network, it just wasn't newsworthy enough for them because it didn't have the political connection that it had in New Orleans, because New Orleans also had a, a political connection of blaming, you know, who's to blame for this, local or national or FEMA, and that sort of thing. Ah. And, and as say, there weren't that many deaths involved. There weren't The devastation wasn't as bad. And so all those reasons made it uh, New York feel that it wasn't a big enough story to cover, even though uh, friends and relatives and neighbors of mine up there said, hey, you had a hurricane? I didn't know that. And, of course, you know, we were feeling the brunt of it down here ourselves. 
themselves. But uh, when you put it up against the devastation that happened in New Orleans, uh, it just didn't equate. And frankly, even in Mississippi, which had as much damage, uh, if not more, than New Orleans, you saw very little uh, coverage of the damage in Mississippi because everything was con- was concentrated in New Orleans due to the fact that uh, there was such uh, devastation there and people being displaced. You had the racial factor, you had the political factor, you had the situation in the Superdome. I mean, it was just uh, mind-boggling. So let me ask you a question, because I I almost have... On one hand, we're very blessed because we feel so horrible for what everyone went through in New Orleans, and you're 100% right. What we went through in South Florida with Wilma was nowhere near the devastation. However, we were just, I personally was displaced from my home from two and a half weeks. I had employees that actually, (coughs) excuse me, employees who were literally using propane stoves to cook, you know, frozen pizzas. There was six hours in line to get gas. So, I mean, you know, as far as, no, from a peril situation standpoint, was it as devastating? Absolutely not. However, um, when I look at this quote-unquote Politically, um, and I don't know as if I subscribe to this, but I do find it interesting that, um, you know, two bushes can't be wrong. (laughs) Well, you know, they did pay some attention. You know, when the people were down here lining up for food stamps and water and all that, they came down and did something. But until that happened, they really weren't paying as many attention to it. And, And the interesting thing and the unfortunate thing was that here you saw hundreds and thousands of people online down here waiting for food and water, and there were hundreds of trucks filled with ice and water sitting and idling at the South Florida fairgrounds because nobody told them where to go. I mean, it was just like the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. I had a client in Clearwater who saw what was happening, and he called me and said, what can I do? And I said, I need some ice and water, and he sent down seven truckloads of ice and water. That's beautiful. And do we so want to name who that company it, is? We, de- we delivered it through uh, State Rep. Berf Slotsberg and State Senator Ron Klein and Len Tereski to uh, uh, South uh, Regional Hospital in Plantation, Westside Regional Hospital in Plantation, Century Village in uh, Deerfield, Century Village in Boca, Kings Point in Delray, and uh, we at least got some done because it was way before FEMA even arrived on the scene or the Red Cross or anybody else. So here's an individual who spent the forty, fifty thousand dollars of his own money uh, doing his little bit and unsung. Nobody even knows where it came from. I mean, do we want to give him some? credit now? Well, his name was Phil Wasserman, but the Herb Slosberg, who was on CNN, uh, we called him the Pied Piper of Ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It does make a big difference, especially considering, um, you know, uh, speaking locally, Kings Point and Delray Beach, my, my grandmother's now passed away, but that was her former residence. Yeah, it, it was horrible what was done up there. I mean, you had apartments blown out and uh, refrigerators and washing machines out on the street and that sort of thing. And these folks really couldn't fend for themselves. You say be prepared, but some of these folks aren't even in a position to be prepared. And, and what we've done now and uh, through Together Against Gangs, which you mentioned is our nonprofit, uh, we had a manufacturer donate a 1000 Battery-less flashlights. These are batteries that don't. These are flashlights that don't need batteries. You just shake them. Oh, and we're wow. going to distribute them next month uh, to Kings Point and uh, Century Village and Deerfield and Boca uh, for these folks. So, in the event and when the event another one occurs and lights go out and they don't have batteries, at least they'll have a flashlight that works without batteries. You know what? That's so important because. I mean, I mean, to stereotype it sometimes, you know, any any time, older, younger, if we're not prepared up front, which none of us seem to really either A, do, or, you know, truly have the capacity to, it's nice to have something provided to you that's just there and it's, you know, self-contained. So good for you. That's a wonderful contribution to the community. Well, we just try to do our bit behind the scenes.
Um, yeah, and you know, something, and that's nice, but you should also get, I'm a very firm believer that uh, a hero is someone who helps themselves and helps others around them, too. Thank you. So I think that's, I think that's a pretty cool thing, local hero. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, you know, because when, when Mick and I discussed this show, we thought it would be interesting um, to talk to someone like yourself, because my belief or my understanding was that you have a great focus on the local scene in South Florida. And it doesn't matter whether it's a local scene in South Florida, um, Oregon, New York, Boston, or whatever. There's a difference between doing local PR and managing that versus, you know, doing campaigns that are, um, you know, more regionalized or, again, national or international. So I thought maybe we could do a little focusing on some of your experience in that domain. Well, I was, uh, I've been in South Florida since 1971, and I came down to run the... uh Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. Turn the phone down. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Somebody's <laughs> going to grab that. Somebody will take care of that. Um, to run the uh, Hollywood like Chamber of Commerce in 1971, where I ran it for eight years, and then I ran the Orlando Chamber, and I came back in 79 and opened a PR firm when Irv Cowan used to own the old Diplomat Hotel. It um, started me in business, and I was there for eight years and then moved to uh, Boca. And I've been in Boca ever since. So as a result, I've got about 24, 2,500 phone numbers in my cell phone. I use a Sprint Trio 650, <laughs> and it can carry that many. And, of course, we sync it with the computer. So um, I'm able to make contact with folks uh, who need to have these contacts made and my clients and help assist them in, in getting the word out. Plus, uh, it's important for youngsters or people who are just starting out in PR to recognize that in order to... Uh, do well and be a success. You've got to get out there and you've got to mingle. You've got to network and, and be involved uh, in the community to uh, to be a success. And over the years, I've been somewhat successful in, uh, in handling that end of it, too. So tell us where your people skills and your networking skills really come in like, wow, it just it got you out of a tough bind or put you over the top or maybe you didn't expect it to. Well, there have been a number of occasions and situations where uh, I've had a client who needed to so-called get to the top uh, of, a, of a company and and um, and get involved with them, and they weren't able to open the door, so to speak, to get their foot in the door. And, and frankly, because of my uh, contacts with these people over the years and having a reputation, that, uh, a credible reputation at least, uh, I was able to uh, call to make an appointment and uh, get them in there, for example, uh, by running the Boca Raton Roundtable and being the president of that, I actually created the Broward Forum years ago in Broward. And then when we moved to uh, Boca, we created the Boca Forum and then uh, merged with the uh, Gold Coast Forum. And now it's become the Boca Raton Roundtable and it's become full circle. And I've been the president of the Roundtable for the past three years and I bring in top-notch speakers. So, uh through you one of my speakers last year, to uh, who was the uh, chairman of the Seminole Indian Tribe, as well as Jim Allen, who runs the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel, uh, I was able to parley that into them being my sponsor uh, for my radio show, which is on every Friday morning at uh, 10 a.m. on WNN, which is 1470 a.m., and if you're not local radio, you can go on the web at www.wwnnradio.com and listen live to the show. So uh, it provides me with not only the outlet locally in South Florida, 
but anybody else who's on the internet anywhere in the world or can can go on and listen to the show too. Cool. And I, my program is called Barry Epstein Live, and it has to do with politics and gossip and entertainment and movies, theaters, and what's happening around town. And this Friday, for example, one of my guests will be Rhoda, who is Valerie Harper, who's oh, going to be yeah. starring in uh, Golda's Balcony uh, in January at Parker Playhouse. So she'll be calling in on Friday, and uh, in a couple of weeks we'll have uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. on and that sort of thing. So we'll... We're doing uh, doing a pretty good show. People are really interested. How fabulous. You know, it's a funny aside, um, Mick. I think you'll appreciate this story. Um, we had high holiday services this year. We're at the Parker Playhouse. And I uh-huh. walked into the Parker Playhouse, and they've got, like, this really, like, theatrical-looking... Yes, you know Hebrew background backdrop yes. sort of a thing. And it was really... And it was funny, because the rabbi said... Um, you know that we didn't actually purchase this, but the next play in is the Gold of My Ear story starring yeah, Valerie. Yeah, well, you know, Parker Playhouse used to be the place in town for shows before they built the Broward Center. Mm-hmm. And the producer was a fellow by the name of Zev Buffman, who used to put on Broadway shows here in South Florida at the Jackie Gleason Center. And, Which is and the most Parker horrible Playhouse. acoustics. Those yeah. were the two of them. And one of the things when you asked about how my context helped me, when I was running the Chamber of Commerce in Orlando at, back in 1978, they had an old decrepit auditorium in Orlando. Orlando called the Bob Carr Auditorium, and I called Zev up, and I said, come on up, and I want to show you something, so he flew up, I took him over to the Bob Carr Auditorium, and he walked in, and he sat down, and he looked around, and 10 minutes, minutes later, he got up, clapped his hands, he says, let's do it. The result of that was, I brought him over to the mayor's office, they renovated the theater, and it became one of his Broadway series sites, and the opening night in September of 1978 was Hello, Dolly!, Starring Carol Channing. And the most, it's the most unbelievable night of my life because there's a scene in the producers where Mel Brooks and, and, uh, uh, is in the back of the theater with his partner waiting for the show to start. And I'm standing in the back of the theater with Zev Buffman, and the overture is playing for Hello, Dolly, and he's put his arm around me, and he says, I owe this all to you. And it was just a chilling moment in my life when, when that happened, because as a result of that, uh, Orlando had the Broadway series. And mm-hmm. Zev is now, I talked to him two weeks ago, running a, a theater in Owensboro, Kentucky. He's still a part owner of the Miami Heat, and he's down here with some meetings this week and, and doing that. But uh, by being able to keep up these contacts and relationships uh, all over over the years, it's really you know helped me uh, a great deal with everything that I'm involved with. You know, and, and that's something um, I think Mick will attest to this too. A common theme we hear from a lot of the PR professionals that come on the show is a understand the people that you're dealing with. You know, especially when it comes from a, like a journalistic point of view. But if people like you, they're more likely to do business with you than someone else. That's people like to do business with, with people that they know, they like, and they trust. trust. I always tell my clients that those are the three things. Trust is a huge factor. Yeah. And when you have the ability to understand a company, like it sounds like you're really good at being able to look at something, assess it, and then because you've got that big database of contacts, say, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? This may not benefit me directly at the but moment. we can solve it. But, you know, 
Yeah, right. Like here's you've got this David Carr Center. Let's go back in time a moment. You've got this David Carr Center. I'm sure it wasn't your charter to go and upgrade this. No, no, it wasn't at all. But knowing Zeb and knowing the theater and knowing what mm-hmm. he could do, I took a chance on bringing him up there. And his secretary finally got him on a plane and, and took him up there. And it, it was just amazing. And, and so many things like that has, has happened in my life in the, in the past uh, few years, uh, over the many years, I should say. But the thing is, you created your own opportunities. You thought out of the box. And you took the network that you had and you maximized and leveraged it so that everybody won. And when everybody wins, even if it's not you, quote unquote, winning out the gate the very first time, you've set yourself up where people are going to revisit you. And probably your quote unquote win the second go around is going to be larger had you gone in it just for yourself. Well, you should tell my wife that because many times I'm involved with doing something like that. And she says, why aren't you getting paid for this? And I say, honey, it'll come back. I just want to help. There's two people here. I can help one help the other and it'll be good for them. It'll be good for the community. And we go and get it done. And right now I'm involved in, in two of those situations where it has nothing to do with me, but I know uh, party A and party B should be getting together because they're going to create something that's going to be phenomenal. And I was able to make as what they say in the Jewish religion, the shidduch yeah, or a yeah. match and put it together. And, uh, it, it turns out great, and whether I get anything from it or not, that's that's beside the point. It'll, it'll come back. It's satisfaction that, that it's being done, and, and, it, and it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Amen. What you yeah. give out is what you get back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Eventually. And talk about coming back. Why don't we run, take a quick commercial break. Hey, Barry, would you mind hanging out? Sure. That would be awesome. So, Mick, myself, and uh, Barry Epstein, our featured guests, we will be right back after this commercial break. So they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh-huh. Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts. Mm. Plus, their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and mm. tells me how much I earn from each advertisement. Wow. And that sound better? Pass the pepper. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to give ValueClick Media a try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages, and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is all Always proud. How do you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? All we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50%, the highest payouts on the net, and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. Commercials off. Now back to cover story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Brandy Shapiro Babbitt. I'm joined with Mick Jolly, Vice President of uh, PR Web, the best wire service ever. Hey, thank you, Brandy. Yeah, it's the truth. So Barry, I, I, I have to tell you, I, I agree with you 100 percent on what you were saying earlier with regards to uh, you know getting back what you put into 
And Thanks, Nick. Tell you that that's that's the best advice you can give to anybody anywhere, no matter what profession they're in and what they're doing. If if people will just you know start thinking about other folks, and other folks will start thinking about them. Just and and beyond that, it's just the right thing to do. So I mean, it, it, you end up ha- actually having that law of the harvest, and you put your seeds out there. You, you know, you might be casting upon you know, some uh, pretty shallow ground here and there, but otherwise, you know, it only only takes a few to take root and really, and really uh, give it a nice return on your effort investment, if you will. I appreciate that. Um, all the stuff that you'd want to know about me is at uh, publicrelations.nu, and that's my website, www.publicrelations.nu. Thank you. That's awesome. Hey, so Mick, do you have some other questions for uh, Barry Epstein? You know, he, he he actually hit some pretty good good points there as far as uh, getting started. You know, he went to work with some folks and he and he found his way, way into business. And of course, he's just stuck with it and stuck it out. And he's the thing that uh, was quite quite impressive as I looked over uh, some of his history. Actually, was the fact that he's been a promoter, a founder of organizations that promote you know the the good of the realm as opposed to just worrying about hey, you know, how do I make a dollar out of this? You know. The, just doing a lot of things in a in a fairly uh, selfless uh, way and taking on some responsibilities that don't have a paycheck tied directly to them. I mean, I, I don't know. You probably didn't get paid a whole lot as a uh, founding president of a chamber. And well, that's true too. <laughs> I mean, I was in the uh, chamber business for 15 years before I went and got into the uh, into the PR business. And uh, there have been times when uh, some chambers have come uh, knocking at my door and wanted me to take over. And uh, frankly, I told them I couldn't afford the pay cut. But uh, it, it's helped over the years uh, to build a business. But I want to say something for the young folks out there who are just starting out in the PR game and wanting to you know maybe get some helpful hints and that sort of thing if if you go to these networking meetings whether it's a chamber of commerce or a network or any other kind of social group or a, uh, a society or charitable event and that sort of thing um, don't go there with the intentions of getting business uh, sure bring your business cards but the first thing you need to do is to ask people uh, what they do and how you can help them and by asking them how you can help them, it gets their interest, in, and uh, they'll ask you for your card. Uh, also, when you go to an event and you're wearing a name badge, uh, don't put it on the left side like everybody does. Make it on the upper right-hand side so that when you shake hands, your eye goes right to the name tag, and you can easily see who it is. Those are the kinds of things you do. And, and you shake hands firmly. Don't have a wimpy uh, handshake. And, and don't be uh, going there to eat or drink because you should eat or drink uh, before or after. You're there to network and you're there to meet people and you're there to mingle and you're here, there to discuss. So uh, be careful what you do. Make sure you dress appropriately and all that sort of thing. And there's a lot of things that I have that I can send to folks uh, if they're interested uh, on the top 10 tips for networking. And if they just send me an email at uh, pr at publicrelations.nu, I'll be happy to send it to them at no charge. Hey, Excellent. well, that's very... That's uh, a nice offer. There you go. Very generous. Very generous. Very cool. Uh, and if anybody out there needs any PR, they can uh, go on my website and give me a call. <laughs> there you very go. good. Very good. There you go. Uh, yeah, so you know what, Barry? I think this has been 
Uh, a great interview. We definitely need to have you come back again because I think you bring uh, a lot of awesome experience Anytime. and a very clear perspective. Anytime, and I hope you'll listen to my radio show on Friday morning at 10 o'clock. Yeah, you know, something I will. I'll be cruising up the highway then. I definitely will. Paul, and you might win a couple of tickets to Movie Co. or Sunrise, too. We give out movie passes also. <laughs> uh-huh. you oh, know. you know hey. what? That I could use. We, I want to go. I need to see Narnia. Oh, that Narnia was pretty good. Oh, you saw it? Oh, yeah. I, I, I also do a movie column in the Broward News every week. I didn't tell you about that. I also write movie capsules. Oh, very wow. good. Wow. Broward News also, so I usually get to most of the screenings. Uh, <laughs> the best film out for anybody and everybody to enjoy is The Producers. It's playing exclusively at the Movie Club Palace up in Boca right now. And if you love the show, you'll love the movie even more. Because the movie, as good as the show was, the movie is even better. We actually had a great um, opportunity last year when we were uh, at Search Engine Strategies in New York. A friend of a friend actually ha- uh, was in the production. So we got to we got great seats, and afterwards we got not only to go backstage and see how oh, so cool. you know the costuming and see how the production yeah. itself worked, but I got to take a bow on Broadway with a very good friend. That's great. And if you haven't been to that movie co theater up in Boca, upstairs at the Premier Theater, they have reserved seating. Mm-hmm. It's no, a definitely restaurant have. you can eat. They have free popcorn, free valet. They're not even a client, but I want to give them a plug because it's a it's a great way to go see a movie. No, it really is. They do. A, it's really cool for anyone else out. I mean, because most people don't live in South Florida, listen to this show. Right. Um, they've got the cool little lounge seats, so it's a great place to go on a date, or if you want a little, a little extra leg room. And you always find that when you put your feet up on the seat in front of you, people come and sit like absolutely there because they have to have the seat where your foot's up, and then find it very offensive. And and for the second year in a row, on in January 11th, we're going to have our Gold Coast Public Relations Second Annual Bernays Award. As you well know, the founder of public relations was Ed. Edward Bernays, and I created a program called the Bernie Awards, like the Emmy Awards, where we recognize top PR programs in South Florida through our members, and we award a, a best corporate, best nonprofit, and best uh, PR firm award uh, on January 13th, Friday night. We have a dinner, we have the award ceremony, and then we go see a movie. So uh, Sounds fabulous. we got the Bernie Awards. Sounds Sounds fabulous. All right, everyone. That is Barry Epstein. If you want to uh, chat with Barry or find out more about Barry, you can go to publicrelations.nu. Hey, Mick, stand by, would you? Will do. Because I'm not done with you yet, baby. Okay, thanks very much for having me on. I enjoyed it, and uh, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. Thank Thank you. you, That's wonderful. Thanks, Barry. Bye-bye. PR Web is the pioneer in online press release visibility. Think beyond search. Online visibility is what really matters. PR Web's exclusive online visibility engine delivers your message to your customers and major media outlets. Get the credibility and attention you deserve. Think online visibility from PR Web. PR Web, the only major newswire service that drives quality, measurable traffic to your site. Commercials off. Now back to cover story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, Mick. How are you? That was a nice interview. Yeah. No, it was a neat guy, a cool perspective. And I think, you know, the neat thing is that we keep hearing is really what you give out is what you get back, which is something I know you and I definitely stand for. And relationships, 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 relationships. Ever so valuable because, you know, there's no way that I will know everything you know or everyone you know. And likewise, I'm going to know some folks that you may not, and you never know how we can tie people together or knowledge 
together because there's mm-hmm. going to be some different pools of knowledge and expertise that we're going to become familiar with, but we won't necessarily, you know, possess those pools of knowledge. So it's good to, to be able to connect the dots and to say it does come back to those relationships. This is very true. What, what would the picture look like if we connected the dots? Oh, my goodness. With you, it would be a spider web. I think everybody knows Randy. <laughs> I don't know in a good way. That. In a good way. I mean, you, are, you are a networker extraordinaire you're such as a good well. You, you could write your, your 10 tips as well and put them right alongside Barry's, I'm sure, and there would probably be at least half of them be the same. Yeah, except for the dress appropriately. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. You dress for the occasion. Yeah, I'm just being silly. Hey, so you know what we've got going on later tonight? What's that? We are, tonight is the official launch of the Yahoo Power Source radio show on the webmasterradio.fm network. That is right. It is very exciting. It's going to be hosted by Yahoo Search's very own Tim Meyer, director of search, and Jeremy Zawadney, the man who, if you type Jeremy into any search engine, shows up as number one. Yeah, he's, and both of them are actually very, very good speakers. Very, they present themselves very well. In fact, uh, Search and Strategies Conference, it was kind of interesting in Chicago because Danny Sullivan, uh, you may you may recall, put uh, Tim somewhat right on the spot, and Tim handled every question very elegantly. He is like the most non-plus person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, and, and, and Jeremy, I mean, let's face the guy just... No, Jeremy's slightly plused. Yeah, but... That's he, a word. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, on the other hand, is, is very much a... Uh, I don't know, I, I get the, the idea that he's a technician's uh, leader, if you will. I mean, he, know, he he understands the technical side so well, and yet at the same time, he doesn't come off all too tech. So he's, he's good PR for that. He's really down to earth. You know when Jeremy really kind of like, quote unquote, got my heart, so to speak? Um, uh, although, I, God, I just said that on the radio. Um, Jeremy, you first had me at hello. No, when we had, <laughs> no, no, seriously, when we had a meeting sitting on the floor at a conference, like we just looked at each other and went, you know what? Like, there's no cheers. May as well sit down. Like, might as well just, like, pull up a piece of the floor. And I really appreciate people that are really down to earth and, like, let's just get it done. We don't need, we don't need to have our little platform to be on. And, um, no, he's a cool guy. He's, he's, like, a huge blogger. Love his blog because I get to, like, live vicariously through him and his gliding experiences, which is great because he's a big uh, glider pilot. And now he's taking his big solo test, which is killer. Oh, wow. And um and dear uh, well, don't don't say, don't say killer and solo test in the same yeah. in the same sentence there, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gone and Darren. Darren's trying to go. We've gone gliding. We have gone gliding. We haven't piloted the glider. And he actually sat in the front where you have to like. Oh, he piloted. All right, he's like you know he did like the sit on the pilot's lap piloting sort of thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like uh, you know. Going out on a parachute, you know, it's strapped strap me to somebody who knows what they're doing the first time. I still haven't gone out uh, of a uh, of a plane door, not at <laughs> well, not at thirty thousand feet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like <laughs> when there's a set of stairs attached to it or a gateway. That's right. That's right. No, so. but it was so funny because I don't think I could do this because when you glide, they actually have you have to pull this cable to release the the tow plane from you, and Darren had to like pull that button, and we sent the kids up actually, and they had to do the same thing, and like I think if it was me. Like, my hand would absolutely not allow the cable to release. I'd be like, just tow me around all day. It's all good. <laughs> when you come down, I'll come down with you. But it's I'd, an experience, right? Yeah. No, no. Once, once you know, the cable was released and I realized, you know, we have no motor, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, no, no. Because don't forget, my background is flying in small planes. So that I'm cool with it. But I'm used to hearing. It's amazing, like, how sounds and smells reinforce a feeling of comfort. So I'm used to hearing that heavy hum of... um 
of, of you know like a prop plane so it's the cool thing is is you really feel like you're part of nature because there is no motor sound yeah that that would make sense it'd be like kayaking and sailing you know yeah well it's not scary recreational activities that i enjoy a a great deal when i get out on the water and and it makes it so nice so peaceful Mm -hmm. be right there and you'll look down and see what's what's going on below you and particularly out here where the orcas are so prevalent it's it's, it's beautiful to uh, get out and see such massive beasts you know that are willing to come right up alongside your your craft and sometimes spring out of the water and entertain you a little bit well and you know what i think you've hit on like two kind of interesting points as well that i think are good in relations to to pr one is the obvious one, which is, you know, if you are a glider pilot or a kayaker or whatever, is to be able to reach out to your clients or the people that you want to do business with and say, hey, let me take you on this cool experience. There because you go. at the end of the day, people don't have enough opportunity for them to have a cool life experience. But if you're reaching out to someone that you're doing business with, like it, it gives them an excuse to be able to do that, which I think is really important. And then I think mentally... You know, we all don't take enough time for ourselves to recharge. So if you are, you know, blessed enough to know what it is that you like, whether it be Jeremy and his gliding and you and your kayaking and rowing, um, or me, uh, we won't let people know what my special hobbies are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it built an experience, a common experience. In fact, uh, I may have told you this before, but when I first met David McInnes, I, I, I knew his brother and from some previous work that I had done in Puerto Rico. But when David McInnes came to the area up here in northwest Washington. Uh, one of the things we did early on was we went kayaking down a river. You and, and David? Gave, David and I went, went down up. along with a few other folks. And, oh, my God. You know, there are so many things that I can picture in this world, but David <laughs> in a kayak paddling is just... You know what? He, he, the, the first thing he did, he probably wasn't 50 yards down the river, and, and he uh, turned the craft over and was in the rapids, <laughs> and the water was glacial oh, runoff. Great. It was freezing. That's we great. Got the, got the guy to the shore, and we, you know, we got him back on, on, a, on, a, on a craft. But, you know, and then after that, he loved it. And, he, you know, he's, he's talked about it since. And, and, uh, and he's never gone back. Well, you know, he, life, life gets busy. But, you know, that was, we ended up probably spending six, seven hours on the river that day. And right. that, that was a bonding a little, experience. It was. It was a great experience. So if you could have that kind of experience with, with uh, some of your your potential clients, then they become your friends, and you want to do business with your friends. You you want to do you know you want to make new clients, but you want to also take care of your friends. Oh, hundred percent. And and, your, and hopefully they 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 reciprocate. And you know that that's not going just because you take somebody kayaking or fishing or sailing or hang gliding doesn't mean that they're obligated or that they're going to um, do something with you that's business wise. But you know if nothing else, they're going to like you, and they're and they're not going to talk poorly of you. Or if you take them to like, you know, but if you're taking them like places like kayaking or, you know, in remote locations, you can basically threaten their life. <laughs> I think that I was a Kevin not, Bacon movie, wasn't it? Yeah, right. I will not return you until you sign the papers. There you go. Yeah, you become go. soup Nazi or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. There are various <laughs> tactics you can use in order to close the deal. There's there the assumptive close. There's the, uh, you know, the sweet close. And then, of course, there's the... Um, Godfather, I will, <laughs> I will not allow you to go back to society unless you sign the steel clothes. So, yay, yay! But anyway, so we're excited. So from uh, right after Domain Masters, which airs from seven to eight p.m. this evening, you will be able to hear the inaugural launch of uh, Power Source, hosted by Tim Meyer and Jeremy Zawadney. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, it'll be great! It'll be and great. they're just both really great guys, and I think it's so cool because everyone's used to seeing them. I mean, Jeremy's more like 
day to day because you can go to his blog and you can pretty much like, you know what he did, you know what he ate for breakfast or, you know, but um, from, you know, Tim, you're so used to seeing Tim just being on panels, being extremely like, like non-plus when people come up and go, why aren't I ranking for the word, you know, X, Y, Z, or why is it that I've, you know, and just always being so polite to people, but really being able to see them just be on a radio show, enjoying being on the radio show. And then just the ability to either about the community yeah, you know, Tim's amazing. As many chances as he's had for people, you know, that say, you know, hey, you know, it's the search engine's fault, the, the evil search engines are keeping you from ranking high. You know, he's had ample opportunity to say, hey, buddy, your site sucks, but he never does that. No, he never. <laughs> he, he, he just, you know, he, he gives you very, very clear, you know, things, hey, these are the things that we can do, and these are the things that, uh, and anyway, I find it insightful. That's, well, that's it, all I can say. And anybody who listens to the show will find it to be the same I'm well, sure you know what it's cool because A like you said he's the epitome of polite and I don't think I'd have the patience sometimes um, but it's a great sh- I think it's going to be a great great show because first of all Yahoo is all about the community so this is definitely their their stand to say you know what we're all about the community we're here for you to, to listen and to give information to and from um, in addition they're going to be having uh, a, a great guest on today they'll have guests you know speakers who are you know big industry giants that not everyone can get a hold of but they can they also know what the hot new coolest trends are that haven't been discovered yet like that needle in the haystack so they're going to have some spotlights on some pretty new cool people and then of course you know being able to get a behind the scenes peek at what's happening at yahoo and then of course just the cool repartee between jeremy and timmy to begin with and you have to also add that if for some reason somebody has a conflict family, kids, sports, events, whatever else, available on podcast, correct? Thank you very much. Yes, it'll be broadcast live this evening, and uh, then it will be available tomorrow in archive and distributed through podcast format at all the major podcast portals, including Yahoo themselves. Very good. (laughs) There you go. I am just one walking, push, play, Brandy can do our sales pitch kind of person. (laughs) Hey, well, that's what it's all about. I mean, you may look at it one side as shameless uh, plugs but on the other hand, you got to let people know or they can't find it, right? Well, so, and you know what? That's the it. service. It's a service, Brandy. You're letting people know how they can get the information they want. Hey, amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> oh, God, you are. You're my little brother, if no one knew that out there. Anyway, <laughs> so on that note, on that note, um, what a great show. This is a lovely, lovely show. It was, it was fun. It was fun. And uh, next Wednesday, we do it again. We do. And next Wednesday is going to be a, a supersonic show. So everyone make sure that you stay tuned uh, because it's something that I look forward to being able to spend an hour of time with Mick Jolly, Vice President of PR Web. This is the man in the know when it comes to PR and obviously uh, distribution of your press releases in every way possible. Getting your message into the hands of every possible person and making sure that you rise to the top of the search engines with your news releases. Well, thank you, Brandy. And we'll look forward to spending some more time on Wonderful webmasterradio.fm to all our listeners out there. Thank you very much. And don't hesitate to reach out and let us know if <laughs> anything we can do for you. Hey, that rocks. It is the season. Happy holidays, you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah. Um, Kwanzaa. Whatever else. Kwanzaa. <laughs> hey, can you do just for we can take this one out? Can you just say uh, Happy New Year? Happy New Year. And then say your name. Just go like Happy New Year from Mick Happy Jolly. New Year from Mick Jolly of PR Web. Perfect. On that note, we are out, folks. We will see you next week right here on Cover Story because we're reserving a headline for you.